The Santos family has two daughters, Kirsten and Alexis. They were raised in the same house, but different homes. Alexis's beauty got her everything she wanted from her parents. After puberty, boys were at her beck and call, day and night, craving her company, all the way through high school. While Kirsten couldn't even keep one man interested, a nose job, a tummy tuck, hundreds of squats a day, backbending sex, and still her messages are all left on red. Alexis gets her pick of men, and she's left unpicked. The hate trickled in slowly before flooding her heart. One night, the girls are at a house party on the beach. Kirsten watches her sister take shot after shot. A boyfriend wanted something serious, but she wanted something fun, so she's getting as drunk as possible. She happily brings Alexis more alcohol, turning her into a slurring, stumbling mess. Later that night, she finds her passed out on her back, alone in the sand. She stands over her, staring. After all that drinking, she still looks good. Bitch. Her phone keeps ringing, more messages, more offers, reminding her that she has none. That's when she throws up. The bile spews onto her face, into her nose, clogging her airway. She starts choking. Kirsten kneels down and grabs her sister's phone. More burning puke comes up. She needs to turn her over if she wants her to live. But she doesn't. Alexis gags and gargles, then drowns as her sister scrolls through her messages. The back door opens, and she pockets the phone quickly. Some of the other party guests are outside. Oh my god, she screams, falling to the corpse, shaking it, demanding she wakes up. Call an ambulance, she cries out, tears rolling down her cheeks, as more crowd the scene. Kirsten's a great liar. If I hadn't watched the whole thing, I'd believe her too. But I am Cain, the demon hellfather of envy and murder. I see all my children and what they want most. After the funeral and the reception at home, she goes upstairs and gets ready for bed with her skincare routine. In the mirror, Rubbing cream on her face, Alexis's phone keeps pinging. I miss you messages. Even dead, she gets all the attention. She mutes it and goes to bed. Falling asleep, she desperately wonders when and where will she be loved? The answer is now and here. Kirsten wakes up alone on an empty beach, desperately thirsty. At her back is a wild jungle. She doesn't know where this is. 
Scared of the forest, she wanders down the shore looking for anyone and finds a man unconscious on his back, just carried in by the waves. Kneeling over, she shakes him awake and she's the most beautiful woman he's ever seen in his life. He asks if she's an angel. She doesn't understand. The last thing he remembers was speeding to work on the 5 freeway, trying to cut off a diesel truck. I I don't think I made it. So is this heaven? Kirsten doesn't hear the question. She's distracted, listening to his heart pumping. Her mouth waters. She can't help it. She tells him not to move. Anything for you, he replies. Before she bites into his neck and gulps down the blood gushing out. Until he stops moving. Kirsten drops the corpse not knowing what happened. She quickly wipes the red from her mouth, but scratches her face. Ow, what the fuck? She looks down at her hands that are red, slippery, claws now. Horrified, she runs off into the trees where she comes across a little pond. So her huge black eyes can see her reflection. Her mouth is a beak and her skin is the color of blood and slick, like a squid. I've turned Kirsten into my siren in purgatory, a mermaid on an island between life and death, a sea monster to herself, the most beautiful woman alive to the lost souls of men she drags to hell after drinking their last drops of life.